0: It's in times like this that um, we uh, don't really know what to say. All of a sudden, the things that I prepared for this morning don't seem to fit, maybe, because of the news we heard this morning. And uh, yet, we know that God is faithful, and He can use uh, His Word to speak to our hearts. And it, But it, it behooves us in, in a time like this to realize that we are not promised tomorrow, and um, life seems to just march on day after day and uh, but for some it doesn't, and we need to be ready because someday that will be our turn and uh, I think just with what's happened recently there in Wakarusa and now last evening this um, we don't even need to be. At fault we don't need to be a reckless driver it can still happen and so it just it just um I don't know that's what's on my heart right now Lord bless you as you um, process what we've heard this morning and as what we've prayed and then as we hear God's word so i'm going to i'm going to go into the message that God has laid on my heart it's a test i i, I had titled my message the test of waiting the test of waiting if you were to list 10 things that you enjoy doing i doubt that one of those would be waiting it would it probably would that list would probably not include waiting i don't enjoy traffic jams or slow drivers or long lines because we don't enjoy waiting. And yet, God has a test for us and it's called the test of waiting. Due to our dislike of waiting, we've invented microwaves and fast food restaurants. We have Amazon Prime so we can get it next day. Anything to reduce the waiting time. And if waiting were a muscle, if waiting were a muscle, I would think we'd find ourselves weak in that muscle area, in the patient's muscle. Um, so what does Scripture tell us about waiting? One of the, a familiar verse that we read in, in, in Isaiah 40 says, "But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They that wait on the Lord, which means there's a process here. There's a time when there's a promise. And there's a time of fulfillment, and in the middle of that is a waiting time. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So what are they doing? They're waiting. They look to, they patiently tarry on the Lord. They wait. And to them is promised renewed strength. Don't give up. God is faithful, and he is, His timing is perfect. Don't understand it all the time. We don't understand it this morning especially. With the news that we heard, but God's timing is perfect. Psalm twenty. Uh, one of the people that probably, as I was thinking about waiting, the test of waiting, David came to mind different times. Of all the people in the scriptures that that needed to wait, I thought of him different times. He spoke of it often in the Psalms, waiting upon the Lord, and. I had to think of his story, his life story of as a young boy pulled out from, the, from being a shepherd and, and Samuel, in Samuel 16, it says that he came and anointed him to be the king. And then for years, he ran for his life from Saul. He was waiting. He was anointed, but he was waiting. It was a transition period and God was working in his life. I'd like to read a couple of Psalms. If, if you have your, script, your Bible, let's turn to the scripture in Psalm Verse 30, uh, chapter 37, Psalm 37, in this psalm, one of the psalms, it says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. The King James says, rest in the Lord and pati- and wait, wait patiently for Him, Psalm 37. I'm going to read uh, several verses here in this psalm, so... starting in verse 1, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land. Verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. The scripture says here, verse 9, The evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Waiting on the Lord. Verse 34. Wait on the Lord. And keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land, which the wicked, when the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Waiting on the Lord. And if anyone ever understood the waiting, it was David. He understood waiting. A promise of someday he would be king, and yet he waited and waited. Waiting. What are you waiting for in your life? Are you waiting for something? Something that God has promised you, and you're waiting You're in the middle of that time of waiting. This is not wasted time. The time of waiting. Maybe you're praying for a friend or a spouse or a a brother or a sister or a son or a daughter or a situation in your life and you're waiting for God to come through. Waiting. Waiting. There's more to Christian life than praying and receiving. There's a, there's a time in there. When we plant the seed, a farmer, when he plants the seed, he doesn't wake up the next morning and, and pluck the corn. There's a time of waiting that happens before the harvest. And the same thing happens in, in God's economy where there is waiting. We pray and we pray and we wait and we wait and we trust. And then God answers our prayer. That's, that's the avenue that my thoughts were going into. Waiting is not a wasted time. I'd like to turn to, to a familiar scripture in Acts. Acts chapter 1. If you turn there, Acts chapter 1. Here we have Jesus has been crucified. He was crucified, he rose from the dead, and now he is amongst his believers, and they see him, and he's, he's instructing them. And I'm going to read in, in chapter 1 here. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, verse 3. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion, after his death, by many infallible proofs being seen of them forty days, and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with, with them, Jesus was there with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait. This was his command to the disciples. Don't depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, ye have heard of me, from John for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Jesus to his disciples. They're excited to see him alive. They're hungry for the word. They saw his death. They see him alive now. He is, they're following him. They're, they are, they're dedicated to him. And what does he tell them to do? He says, Wait here in Jerusalem. They're from Galilee. That's 80 miles north. So they're waiting away from their home, away from their comfort zone. They're in a, a strange city they're away from their families and they're waiting on God as Jesus commanded waiting sometimes waiting for us can be a lonely time god says wait we pray and we pray and god says wait the time is not right i trust god i'm trusting you for your promise i'm ready but i'm still waiting it can be it can feel like we're alone waiting can be difficult it can be taxing. It can be taxing on us physically or financially even as we wait. We don't know how long we have to wait. Here God, Jesus tells them to wait. He tells them where to wait. He says, wait here in Jerusalem. He doesn't tell them how long it's going to be. But he tells them to wait. Maybe God is impressed on you to go somewhere. Go or stay. Maybe he's impressed on you to stay. And the safest place, the safest place for these disciples was to stay exactly where Jesus had asked them to do, stay in Jerusalem. And for us, it's where where God impresses upon us to go. When the Holy Spirit speaks to us and says, you need to go and speak to that person, you need to go, you need to stay where you're at. Maybe if we're seeking God for a place of service, he can lead us and then in his time he will take us there. I may disagree with staying. I may disagree with the waiting, but I must obey God for His blessing to be in my life. Verse, verse fourteen says says this. this I'd like to gather several lessons from this from this portion of script, from this portion of scripture. As the the disciples waited, one hundred and twenty people, very similar to the gathering we have here this morning, one hundred and twenty people were gathered here in Jerusalem. And it says, actually, I'm going to start in verse 12. They returned. Jesus, so Jesus had given this command. They went out on the mount, of, on the mount, and he he was uh, he ascended up into heaven. They saw him go. Uh, that we see that in, starting in verse nine, and then in verse 12 it says they returned. Then returned they entered Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in. They went up into the upper room, where abode Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon Zelotes, and Judas the brother of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women, and Mary the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. I find it interesting that Mary, Mary, the mother of Jesus, she not only was his mother, she not only took care of him, but she was one of the disciples. His brothers became disciples and followers of Jesus, and they were here. They were here obeying what Jesus had said when he said, wait here in Jerusalem. Point number one is, while you're waiting, God is putting us a test of waiting on us. And while you're waiting, pray, pray. Prayer may be one of the most neglected tools in our toolbox. We forget to pray. We do all the other things, and we forget to pray. If you were to hire a carpenter, you need a deck built on the back side of your house. You hire a carpenter. You're impressed. He comes out. He measures. He buys all the tools, all the all the the material, and it arrives. He's there. He's getting ready, and uh, he gets all the things laid out and and he has his tool pouch on, and he gets that first nail out, and he's going he's gonna to start building this deck. And then he takes his screwdriver, and he starts tapping around on this thing. And he goes for a while, then finally he gets his crescent wrench or something else out and taps around on the nail. And you're thinking, why not use the, why not use the hammer in your, tool, in your tool belt? He's frustrated. It's not working because he's not using the right tool. And that's what prayer is so many times for us. We leave it in the toolbox. We never use it. Or we don't use it enough. We don't use it at the right time. And we get tired of waiting. But remember, waiting is not a waste of time if we're praying. They prayed continuously. The ESV says they devoted themselves to prayer. These continued with one accord in prayer. They continued in prayer continuously. Praying while we're waiting is our response of obedience to God. God sees us praying. He knows that we're waiting. God has asked me to wait, and therefore I pray. Without prayer, waiting becomes hard. It becomes a drudgery, and we lose hope if we're not praying. Maybe you were praying for a child to come to the Lord. God hears the prayer, but he says, wait. We need to keep on praying. Maybe it's a physical need. Maybe it's a health need. Wait. If the only thing that I'm doing is waiting, it becomes hard. But praying brings strength. Pray continuously like they prayed here. Prayer is my way of showing God that, that I'm waiting. And in this time, of, in this time of, of waiting and praying, God is changing me inside, becoming the person that I need to be, preparing me for what he has for me. As I wait and as I pray. It's a test of waiting. Will I pass the test? Number two. While I'm waiting, I pray. While I'm waiting, I prepare. Verse 23 of Acts. And they appointed two, Joseph. This is is them preparing. So they're here in, in this upper room. They're praying continually. We read that in verse 14. And then in verse 23, they, they're going to do something. They're going to prepare for what Jesus said would happen. They appointed Joseph and Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. Matthias. And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, knowest the hearts of all men. show whether these two thou hast chosen, that he may take part of, it, of this ministry in in and an apostleship, from which Judas by transgression fell, that he, might be, that he might go to his own place. And they gave forth their lots, and the lot fell upon Matthias. Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. So here, they were replacing, Judas had forsaken the, the apostles, and now they were replacing him. And they, so they were preparing, they were planning. They were not only praying, they were planning. And God wants us, in the process of, of praying and waiting, he has us in that waiting time. He wants us also to be planning, preparing. This is not a time for idleness. As we wait from the promise to the fulfillment, is not a time of just waiting idly. He wants us preparing for what is to come. I don't know what that looks like in your life. Sometimes I don't know what that looks like in my life, but we need to be doing something. Start planning, preparing yourself for the time when God does answer the prayer. He's given you a promise. He's promised you that if you're faithful, he'll be with you. And he hears your prayers. Are you preparing? It's like the farmer that prays for rain. One farmer goes in and sits waiting to see what happens. The other one, he goes out and he he prepares for rain by plowing his field. He prepares for the planting. Am I preparing for the things that I'm praying for, the, the things that I'm hoping to receive of the Lord? Am I preparing for rain? Young person, are you praying, if you're praying for a life partner, are you, are you preparing, in the meantime, are you preparing yourself to be the person that God wants you to be so that when you find that life partner, you are the person that you need to be? It's a time when God molds us and changes us. He wears off those rough edges and creates the person that we can be the most effective in his kingdom church we pray for revival but are we are we doing something are we preparing ourselves to be the church that can accept those that come in do i see a need for revival in my own soul what am i doing about it as an individual maybe i'm maybe i'm praying about my debt load but am i do am i planning how to manage the things that god blesses me with do i have a budget maybe i'm praying for god to restore a relationship am i actively becoming a person that that areas in my heart forgiveness and areas in my heart that need to be molded and mended am i doing something with that we need to be praying as we wait and we need to be preparing planning other Are areas in my life that need work that is preparation transformed by the renewing of our minds that's planning and preparing for what god has for us transform transforming our mind in this time of waiting they gave themselves to prayer and then they chose matthias to be in their ministry, they were preparing for what God was going to do in the days to come. Sometimes in waiting, God is waiting on us. We think that we're waiting on God to answer our prayer, but God's saying, there's some areas in your life that need to be changed before I can answer that prayer. And God is waiting on us. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him It's sin. The Scripture says. So when, when, we, when, we, when we prepare our hearts for what God is going to bring, then God sees that we're serious about this. God's, God's saying, I've given them insight into the Scriptures I, through Bible study, through, through a message. What are they going to do with that? We think we want more. We want bigger. We pray for, for all these things when we need to be faithful in the little thing that God has spoken to, to us. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much, Luke 16.10. Praying as we wait seems to prepare the spiritual realm. God hears our prayers, but when we plan, when we prepare, when we do something about it, we read a book, we read the Scripture, we become serious about following the Lord, that preparing is what prepares us. It's what changes us. It's what God is doing in developing us. If we pray for something to change, if we pray for rain, for God to move, then we need to get in there and prepare our field. He sees the end from the beginning. We don't. He uses time waiting to develop us into into godly, godly character, patience. On and on he develops us. I was this, last evening, I just, this thought just came to me now, last evening as I laid down after studying, I was uh, thinking about how waiting, God's test of waiting builds patience in me. And God brought a verse into my mind, maybe you can help me finish it, um, patience when it has its perfect work, someone know how that ends? James 1.4, but let patience have her perfect work. In, in our process of waiting, God is building us character and patience. When, but let patience have her, we don't need patience if we don't have to wait. But patience, when we, when, let her have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect, entire, wanting nothing. That's what patience and waiting does to us. They were praying, they were, they were planning. And number three, while waiting, plug in. It says that they were one accord. They, they, were, they were connected with each other. They were one accord, they were connected. There's something powerful that happens when we're waiting on God to answer a prayer. And we, get, we come into the, to the assembly where there are other waiters. People that are waiting on God. We understand this waiting together and we pray together. There's a connection. There's an understanding. If we isolate ourselves and we wait on God, we're going to just wait on him alone. We become discouraged. We f- start faltering. We lose out on our prayer life. We need to be plugged in. There's a reason that God has a body of believers on the earth. It's a place where, we, where the waiting are growing God uses this time of waiting as testing us. Every situation that we're in is either a reward or a test, a time of waiting or or a fulfillment of a prayer. Think about it. What about the really bad times? Maybe that isn't a reward. Maybe that is a test. How will I respond in this time of testing? It reminded me of the verse in 1 Peter 4.12, we had it in our Sunday school lesson uh, some time ago. Think it not strange concerning this fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing is happening. Trying of our faith is common, and God, God uses the test of waiting to test us. And as I thought about, we already spoke of David being anointed as a child to be king, and yet having to wait all this time, pursued by Saul as a hunted animal. He waited and God was developing David. Moses was tested while waiting. with waiting. He, he, he chose to forsake Egypt and would rather suffer with the children of Israel, but he had to escape. And he waited 40 years in the desert. Waiting, waiting, and then came the burning bush. Noah, building an ark. Abraham, waiting on the Lord Noah was for the rain to come. Abraham and Sarah, promised a child, and yet they waited and waited and waited for the promise, to the point where Sarah gave up. She laughed at the thought of it. But they were waiting, and God came through. I have one more scripture I'd like to speak to this morning. It's in Psalm. David, the one that knew so much about waiting, in Psalm 105. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 105. I find this an interesting portion of scripture. Psalm 105, verse 19. There it says, Until the time that his word came, in other words, until the time that the promise was fulfilled, until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. Some would say that um, the word of the Lord tested him. What an interesting way to put this. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. This is speaking of Joseph, another man that was tested with the waiting, time of waiting. Verse 17, it says, And when he sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for, for a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters, he was laid in iron until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. The word of the Lord came to Joseph in a dream when he was just a boy, again, a young man. Saw these dreams, his brothers hated him for it. But God gave him a promise. And Joseph didn't know when this was going to happen. And all this time he waiting. And it says that until the promise was filled, the word of the Lord was testing Joseph. Is this the man that was going to be able to do what God... God needed a man, a special kind of man for the tests that he had. And testing is not bad. So we think we don't, we don't want to go through all these tests, but testing is actually good. The vehicle you drove in this morning has had hundreds of tests done to it. They even say close to 1,000 tests small and large tests for all the systems, safety, emissions, all the things before a car is, is, um, is available for sale. They go through so many tests, doctors, dentists, they all have to pass a test and we're glad for that. Pilots need to pass a test before they fly an airplane and we're glad for that. And God puts us to a test of waiting and he put Joseph to a test God doesn't trust. I read this or heard a man say this just recently. He said, God does not trust until he tries men. He tests men. He trust, Then he can trust us. And he wanted to trust Joseph. He was tested to the max. And one of those tests was waiting. In the life of Joseph, there were God was with him his whole life. We, we believe that. But there were two times where the scripture says specifically that the Lord was with Joseph. It wasn't when he was favored of his father and he had this coat of many colors. It wasn't when Pharaoh put him on, a, on the highest position in the land. It was the time, you read it in, in Genesis 39. Both times happened in Genesis 39. It was the time when his brothers sold him into, save, into slavery as the Lord was with Joseph. And then when, when he was thrown into prison, falsely accused and thrown into prison, and the Lord was with Joseph. It was at the very lowest times, the times when he was waiting on God to fulfill the promise of the dream that he had, and he didn't see how it's ever going to happen. In the very lowest times, it says specifically that God was with Joseph. When times of doubt could have came or might have came, the lowest times, the valley God was there. When do you think God is closest to us? It may very well be the deepest valleys that we're in that God is there. And that our story would say that the Lord was with us. And we're waiting for God to come through. And even in these difficult times, Joseph persevered. He not only prayed, he planned. He was so good at this planning part that they made him... The, the head guy in the prison. He was faithful. He was enduring the test of waiting and God saw that he was passing his test. He was God had him at the right place at the right time. And when he seemed far away, Joseph remained faithful and that's what we're called to do. We can learn so much from the life of Joseph. I, I hope to someday prepare a message. He had the he had the test of waiting, the test of time. There were a number of tests that he has. He had the test of faith. He had the test of purity, and the test of forgiveness, and the test of diligence. All those things we learn from the life of Joseph. This morning, as you look at your life and the test of waiting that you're going through, and you and you and you think you you heard. Clearly from God, maybe in a certain situation, or you prayed for something to come come to pass. Claim the verse in 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 uh, Psalms here where it says that until the time of His word came, that the word of the Lord is trying us. Am I willing to wait on God for His timing, His perfect timing? He isn't early, but He's never late. Am I willing to wait for His timing to come? fruition and then he can bless and if I'm willing to wait then he sees that faithfulness and when we wait faithfully then we are passing the test of waiting let's kneel for prayer this morning heavenly father You are faithful. You are there to care for us. Even in our deepest valleys, you are there. You are, you are with us. And this morning, our hearts are heavy as we think of the valley that some of our friends are going through. We lift them to you, Lord, and you are there. You meet them there. We don't understand your timing. We don't understand the waiting part in our lives. When we pray, we want answers, and we wait but oh God, help us to be faithful in this test of waiting. I pray, God, that you would give us wisdom on how to how to prepare ourselves for the answer that you bring us, lest we lest we prepare ourselves, we may miss the answer you bring. So help us, God, to prepare and to wait and to pray. Just pray, God, that you would give us wisdom as a church and how to prepare ourselves for the blessings that you wish to pour upon us. Pray this in Jesus' name, amen.